Cleveland Schmooze is sponsored by the Cleveland Jewish News. Get the latest news and information from the Cleveland Jewish News delivered right to your inbox. Choose from breaking news, daily headlines, community life cycle notices, arts, events, highlights, and more with our free e-newsletters. Sign up now at cjn.org slash e-signup. Welcome to Cleveland Schmooze, a bi-weekly podcast about the people who make up Jewish Cleveland. We're your hosts. I'm Rachel Rood. And I'm Robin Rood. This week, we are talking to Rachel Gross, who, along with her sister Sarah, is the new owner of Bialy's Bagels in University Heights. She tells us about her path to bagels, which, funny enough, involves starting a cream cheese business. We sat down with Rachel Gross at B'nai Asherin Congregation in Pepper Pike. Rachel Gross, thank you so much for joining us on Cleveland Schmooze. Thanks for having me. So at the start of every podcast, we like to learn a little bit about each guest's Jewish background. So my sister and I are actually fifth generation members at our temple, Temple Tefereth Israel. Mm. And we have uh, been attending mm. that synagogue mm. all our life. We weren't raised in a particularly religious household. We celebrated all of the holidays with family and always hit the big ones, but we weren't a Shabbat every Friday night mm-hmm. type of family. In August of 2003, my sister and I lost our older brother. Mm-hmm. And that really got us a little bit more involved in Temple than we were in the past. Um, but we love the community there. They have been so supportive to us and have done, you know, they're just awesome. We love them. And and they were really helpful in getting through that grieving process. To so us. when you say fifth generation, what year? You know, that's a good question <laughs> that I do not know the answer to. My dad is the numbers guy and it's in, it's his family. Um, I can never remember. I think it was, I think it's my great, great grandfather, owned the Ellen Gross Company in downtown Cleveland. The The plaque is still on the side of the building across from, I think, the courthouse or the Justice Center. Wow. And at the, the top of the building still says the Ellen Gross Company. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We have no connection to the building or to the business yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, in existence. But the Gross family lineage has been going on for a long time in Cleveland, mm-hmm. definitely. Wow. Can I ask how your brother died? He was in a canoeing accident oh. in Canada with two of his best friends. Um, we always say the silver lining in it was that he was in a beautiful place doing something that he yeah. loved with two of his best friends. We've had, you mm. know, lots of other... Every death is horrible to, to, sure. to cope with, but right. others that have been in circumstances that... Well, particularly if they're young, you know. Right. How old were you when that happened? Sarah and I were 18. He was 20. And Sarah's your twin sister. Correct. Wow. Um, So how did the community come together to help you through that time? Or how did you lean on the the temple at the time? He was missing for three weeks at the time of the accident. And for every single day for that, those three weeks, a member of the clergy was at our house Mm -hmm. to spend time with us. Cantor Kathy Sebo in particular had also lost a sibling. So I remember 
that being really special to Sarah and I and, mm-hmm. and brought us really close to Kathy. And our dad in particular really started to attend, you know, he went to services every Friday night for the first month and and hasn't really missed a Friday since. Wow. 18 years later. Wow. What would you say is your level of faith today? So I think after my brother passed away, I think it definitely increased since taking over the bagel store. It's a little bit harder to remain involved. Um, one way that I had gotten involved was through the museum. Um, the Temple to Fareth Israel has the Temple Museum of Jewish Art, Religion, and Culture. And it's one of the most prestigious collections of Judaica in North America. It was started by Abba Hillel Silver, I think, believe in the 60s. And that was what we as a family chose for our brother's memorial fund mm. to oh, support. Nice. And really sort of by accident, I was, I always say I was kind of conned into taking minutes for the <laughs> museum committee meetings. And I ended up really enjoying it and really found kind of my niche at Temple with through the museum. But unfortunately, haven't been able to spend so much time with it since we took over the bagel shop. I know Jane. Rosty. Do you? Yeah, she is. Uh, uh, I'm involved in uh, archives. Uh, I'm a volunteer archivist here, even at uh, B'nai Shuren. And Jane has done a lot of arch- oh, she's ar- ar- archival she's work for us. Yeah, she's really fabulous. So, and Sue Koletsky's the director of the museum. She just, I mean, the collection that she's she didn't start the collection, but she's been curating it for a long time, and she. We have some really incredible pieces. Um, Judith Weinshelt Lieberman wall hang- Holocaust wall hangings. Um, what are the hours so anybody who's listening might, if they can see some of this collection? I believe that the gallery is always open while the temple is open. If they'd like to make arrangements for a special tour, then I would definitely recommend contacting Sue Koletsky directly at the temple. I'd love to know how, before we get into how you guys became the owners of the Bialy Bagel Shop, what did the role of Jewish food play in your life growing up? So our mom loved to cook. I don't remember anything being particularly Jewish, although one thing that I loved that she made was farfel. I always asked her to make me farfel. Um, my Dad's mother also liked to cook. One of our favorite dishes that grandma made was her chicken. And we always used to joke with her, did you put the paprika on the chicken? <laughs> and, and that was our favorite our favorite meal with, with Grandma Donnie. And then our grandma and my mom's really stepmother, my mom's mom died when Sarah and I were very young. And Grandma Ann... You know, she was not a step-grandma to us. She's our grandmother. She did not grow up Jewish, learned very late in life that her family came from Europe. I don't remember where and practiced Christianity in America because they were, you know, running and hiding, I guess. I don't really, I'm embarrassed. I don't really know the story very well, but she 
did not grow up Jewish, but she was able to marry my grandfather. The rabbi said, you know, I f-, she told the rabbi that she found out late in life that she has some Jewish lineage. And the mm-hmm. rabbi told her that's good enough for me. And that mm-hmm. was that. And he married my grandfather and her. And she really has a lot of recipes for a lot of the tra- Jewish, the traditional Jewish foods. Sarah still uses her matzo ball soup recipe. So what led you to like trying to, I think it was first cream cheese. Yeah. So I always say in, in 2014, we launched our fresh cream cheese business. It was Clover Road cream cheese. Mm -hmm. And I always said that that rose from the ashes of our dream to open a bagel store. So the bagel store thing started probably really, you know, 25 years ago or so. <laughs> Our uncle owned a bagel store in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. He moved from Rochester, New York to Winston-Salem to do an anesthesiology residency. Oh. <laughs> and when he got to North Carolina, there were no bagels. And this was not okay with him. So he opened his own bagel store and continued to practice anesthesia full time. But every time we went to visit there as a family, our brother included, the three of us always said, wouldn't it be great if we could bring something back to Cleveland like this? Hmm. We had Bialis, but Bialis never served sandwiches. They don't no. They never sliced the bagels. They never no. spread any cream cheese. Nope. <laughs> and that was always what was missing for us from Bialis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so fast forward to 2001, Jonathan did his senior project down at the bagel shop in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Your brother? Our brother. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that he went there really thinking that was going to be what he was going to do with his life, come back mm-hmm. and start running a bagel shop. But that started to really spark our interest further. And I was teaching Spanish or trying to find a Spanish teaching job and things weren't really going my way. And Sarah graduated with a degree from Cleveland State in Human Resources. And she kind of always knew that she wanted to be her own boss and work for mm-hmm. herself. And we just kind of got to a spot where Sarah and I decided we're going down to North Carolina and we're going to learn how to make bagels in Winston-Salem. And our uncle agreed to have us. And I think that was in 2011. And then we got back from North Carolina and said, we've got to find a place to put this bagel shop. And we looked and we looked and we looked and we looked. Location, location, location. <laughs> we could not find the perfect one. So we kind of put those dreams aside a little bit. And I was working at Jenny's Ice Creams in Chagrin Falls. And we had a staff meeting with Jenny. And Sarah and I at this point had started playing around making our own flavored cream cheeses with store-bought plain cream cheese. And so I brought some of our interesting flavors to the staff meeting with Jenny and Jenny looked me dead in the eye and said, forget about the bagels. You need to find a way to make this cream cheese from scratch. Mm. What did I know about cheese making? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but I took her challenge. Well, you know Jenny's story. Yeah. <laughs> she created ice cream all by herself. All by herself. In Columbus. She went to Ohio State University. Mm-hmm. 
So we luckily had a friend from high school who happened to know um, Abby Turner was making, she had a cheese making plant in Kent and our friend JJ Bennis took us out there to meet with Abby and we said, this is what we want to do. How can you help us do it? And Abby was really great to us. She taught us how to make cream cheese and we started making cream cheese. We launched at the Shaker Square Farmer's Market in May of 2014. Mm -hmm. And we really were focusing on the cream cheese and kind of put the bagels aside. And then we're starting, we were starting to develop a following of this cream cheese and we got to a spot with it that it wasn't entirely worth it for us to continue to pursue it unless we had the bagels to pair with it. When you subscribe to the Cleveland Jewish News, you receive 52 issues of the award-winning CJN and 15 total magazines including J-Style, Canvas, and Balanced Family. Try the Cleveland Jewish News for free. Start your six-week free trial at cjn.org slash six free. So tell us how you guys got connected with the owners. This is a pretty funny story. A very good friend of our dad's wife was playing tennis with Alan Oslin the daughter of the original owner, Appiales. Ellen and her husband, Mark, had been really in charge of the full thing, running everything since I believe around 2001, 2002, and had been sort of secretly ready to retire, but wanted to find the right person to take it over. And this friend of our dad's, wife was playing tennis with Ellen. They had never met each other. They didn't know each other. And I think they were doubles partners that Mm -hmm. day. And my dad's friend said to to Ellen, you know, very nonchalantly, I've got this bagel shop and (laughs) I'm trying to sell it. And our, our dad's friend said, well, what's the bagel shop? And said, well, Bialy's. And our dad's friend just was totally shocked. She sort of felt like she was meeting somebody famous for the first time on the tennis court, you know. And and they really were kind of behind the scenes. They they didn't do social media. They didn't do interviews. Mm-hmm. They just kind of kept to themselves. And, and right. from the six, I was telling you before, I used to walk to Biala Bagels in the sixties. And you also visited Biala's Bagels because it was pretty close to where you grew up. So yeah, my sister and I were born. 20 houses down from Bialy's, maybe. And Silsby? On, on Bushnell. Oh, Bushnell. So, you know, when you guys heard that this was available, like, were you freaking out? Yeah, so we got a phone call from... I'm so embarrassed that I don't know this friend of my dad's name, but we'll call her Mrs. Goldberg. I know <laughs> her husband, Steve, and I do not know her name, but Mrs. <laughs> Goldberg called us up immediately to let us know and negotiations. This was back in August of 2017 and negotiations started the following day. And I was really excited. I was also a little nervous. I think both of us were feeling the same excited and nervous for so long together we had envisioned of starting our own teeny tiny little business from scratch 
and allowing it to grow and learning as we went. There were a lot of days when I said to myself, are we crazy for doing this? <laughs> well, you already Before had a we following. Too. We, you had a following. You had the reputation. I mean, you didn't change the name. You could have done that. We did not change the name. We knew we couldn't change the name. The name for our one-day bagel shop was always going to be Buster's Bagels mm-hmm. in honor of our brother. Mm. Did you call him Buster? Our grandmother called him Buster, oh. gave him that name. <laughs> so we... We really wanted to honor him that way, but when Bialis was the shop, that we we knew that that was not an option to change the name. It's mm-hmm. been in the community for so long, and it's so well known. Yeah. So we were actually able to launch Buster's Brews, which is coffee that we sell. Oh. You can get a cup of Buster's Brews at the shop, or you can buy a bag of ground Buster's Brew to take home with you. Nice. Um. I admire your availability just to get out there and do it. You know, you're not afraid and you're not worried about failure. Also, you were probably, what, 31 or 32 at the time? When we took over Bialy's, we were just about ready to have a birthday because we took over on December 4th or 5th and our birthday is December 17th. So we were about to turn 33. So, so taking over a long-lived establishment at such a young age, I mean, that must have been nerve-wracking, exciting. It was slightly terrifying. <laughs> um, lucky for us, our dad is a CPA. What we're doing at Bialy's right now, there's really not, it is a very low risk. It's, we're not, we're not handling any deli meats. Mm. Right? We're not making the cream cheese yet. The cream cheese really is where you run a lot of risk. Bagels are, breads in general are a very low risk when it comes to. And you're boiling them. And we boil them and then we bake them. So you've got two different methods. Right. What are your hours like? I'm just curious. So we are open at the shop from 5.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. seven days a week. We also have a very large wholesale business. Uh, most of the bagels that you get at restaurants in Cleveland come from Bialy's. Really? Really? The big delis, Jack's and Corky's and oh, wow. Stone Oven and um, John cool. Carroll and Cleveland State and Progressive Insurance. Were these contracts that Bialy's already had? They were, yeah. Really? They had a very large wholesale business. I honestly believe that over the past 20 years or so, Maybe the past 10 or 15 years, that was really the most important thing to the previous owners was the wholesale business. And they did a really incredible job at growing the wholesale business. I think to them, they were ready to retire and the retail side of it sort of fell by the wayside. And that's where Sarah and I came in and and really cleaned that up and put new signs on the baskets and... We're trying to get more people through the front door again while continuing to maintain the wholesale side of things. Just to touch circle back to the hours, right? that wholesale business, the, the, the staff comes in at 9.30 at night to start baking for all of those accounts and they work till till 5:30 in the morning so the oven oh, at Bialy's is on from 9:30 p.m. until about 1:30 p.m. Hmm. the next so day. So people work overnight. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. 
Because I always thought, you know, you'd just get in at like at three o'clock in the morning, but I guess it takes a lot longer. <laughs> so most bagel shops, bagel shops or bakeries that don't do a large wholesale business, that would be a common start time for them around 3.30, 3 in the morning. But because we have our wholesale team baking, they're able to also do the bake to open the retail store. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to have that three o'clock person come in because we have a full team already there and they're able to bake the wholesale bagels and then they do the bagels to, to open. How and big then is your staff? We have about 15, 15 people on staff. Wow. Had you guys ever like managed anyone before? Not to this capacity, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you finding, because you're a couple years in now, two years at this point? How are you liking being the boss and making the decisions? Is it everything that you guys hoped it would be? Yeah, I think so. It has its ups and downs. I think um, being the boss is a little bit easier for my sister, Sarah. She's the one who really has the eyes and ears to catch things and to observe things, whereas I'm kind of more of the la di da go with the flow type of person. So, You're the personality. Um, you know, we've been a, we've been a we make a good team that way, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it definitely has its moments. Some days can be frustrating, but in general, we we're very happy doing what we're doing. So, you know, get your orders in for Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> time slots fill up early. The prime time slots, you know, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, fill up early. So get your orders in. You can call or email. Mm-hmm. So you can call the shop at 216-371-1088 or email us at highholidays at bialisbagels.com. Great. Well, cool. it was so great talking with you, Rachel. Likewise. This was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks for listening to Cleveland Schmooze, a podcast produced by Rachel and Robin Rood. Tune in every other Friday to get the latest episode in your podcast feed. You can also find an archive of our episodes at our website, clevelandschmooze.com. And feel free to share any comments or suggestions to our email, clevelandschmooze at gmail.com. That's schmooze spelled C A. S C H. <laughs> that schmooze spelled schmooze. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>